Welcome back into the great Scott show. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Joining me now, my friend, friend of the program, Saints historian, writer, and columnist, and host of the famous or infamous, depending on your taste, Saints Happy Guest, Ralph Malbro at Saints Forecast on Twitter, our guest now. Good morning, my man. What's happening? Good morning. I was so excited um, during the um, – Scott, I was excited watching the NFC Championship game because they went – when they came back from commercial or went to break, I forget which one, they played the Beastie That's Boys. Right. And my son, raised, my son raised his arms like they scored a touchdown. And he was like, yeah. Beastie Boys! And my wife was like, is that all you listen to in the car? So what you want. Like, You're, dude, it's great. It's funny yeah. you bring this up. I kid you not, the exact same thing happened at my house. Like, yeah. my son was like, oh, and my second child, my daughter was like, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys. They were like, they just played a little bit of that, right? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, what you, what you want. I was he, a proud he father. Knew, he knew what he was. I was like, yes, there you go. All right, we're doing something um, right. I mean, you, so I think people are like, God bless their kids. These guys are weirdos and, and strange. But at least you and I know we're doing at least one thing right as fathers. I'm doing one thing right, but I'm, I, I'm not – my wife has made him a crazy Astros fan in baseball. I have not done the same for football. Yeah. I am not succeeding at the level that my wife is with Astros baseball. I need to pick it up. It's, it's, a, it's a challenge, you know, but yeah. that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dad problem. What about the, uh, the saints? Because do they have a coaching problem? I mean, I know the excitement of who comes next, but Sean Payton, the rumors, everything. I know it all happened last week. I know you guys talked about it a ton on the Saints Happy Hour podcast. I know you had a great column about just how fun it was in, in the Payton era and everything uh-huh. else, but it's done. He's gone. He's never coaching the Saints again. It's over. And it 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 put a totally different – I think for me anyway, it put the offseason in a very different light. No, no, I don't think the Saints are going to be awful. But the whole idea of, like, they're going to go get, you know, they're going to trade Russell Wilson or they're going to do this or they're going to do that. Like, I, I think, you know, the likelihood of Jameis coming back is extremely high and probably Dennis Allen. But when you first got word that, okay, it's actually happening here, what went through your mind? I mean, I was sad. I was more, I was more sad and deflated probably about any, like, Saints-related news since, like, Buddy D dying. Like, that was really, like, and I worked for Buddy D, so that's it's a different thing. You I know, and I, I were at his funeral. Died. I mean, we knew Buddy, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, like, I know Sean Payton didn't die, so it's not that. But, I mean, it's in, like, in, like the Saints realm of, like, my emotions. Like, it was like that because it really is like that. It was like the end of an era with, like, the Saints. I mean, like, and the thing is, you just don't like hiring good coaches is so hard. You see all these teams make these horrible decisions, yeah. <laughs> like Joe Judge and all these things. You're like, oh my god, oh my god, we're gonna have some coach like Vic Fangio that's a pretty good coordinator, but he doesn't know how to manage games on the clock. Like, oh my god, I can't, I can't go back to that poverty. But the thing is with the Saints, man, the thing that really hit me, like after I processed it a little, the reason it scares me the most is like this past year. With Sean Payton, like we were prepared for Drew, like we knew it was coming. But with Sean Payton going into the offseason, we're like, they need a quarterback and they have all these things, but it'll be okay because whoever they pick at quarterback, whether they drive for a guy, whatever, like 
and we know that he's a quarterback whisperer. They just had a season they won nine games and they played four different quarterbacks, right? And we like his track record with quarterbacks with the Saints is basically impeccable. Like he won with Bridgewater, he almost won with McCown against Cam Newton, he won with Drew, he won with the four the four the, the four guys this year. But now it's like, oh my God, they gotta pick a quarterback. It's not gonna be Sean Payton making that decision, right? Like just imagine it. Like if the Saints went into the draft, right? And, and 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 we were like, and, and it gets on the clock, and the Jets are picking. It's like, doo, 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 doo. and like the Saints, we have had, we have a trade. The New Orleans Saints are on the clock, and they pick Pickett from Pittsburgh, and and they were like, the Saints just gave up five picks for Pickett. No, no. We'd be like, oh my god! But doing? at the same time, we'd be like, well, if that's who Sean wants, we're gonna roll with it. Like we trust him. That's 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 uh. Sean's guy. <laughs> that's what he wants to do, right? But now. We're like, who's who's making that call, Scott? Is it Ireland? Is it Loomis? Is it the coach? Like, it's it's a, it's a new world, and that that to me is like the most scary thing of the post Sean Payton world. Ralph Mavrar, I guess so much to me of of the reaction, whether whether folks realize it or even want to admit it, so much of it to me really was this past season, and and here's why, and you you kind of alluded to the timing of it being great for him, like. For years, for Saints fans, it was, what happens when Breeze hangs it up, right? How are they going to do it? What's going to happen? Can they make it? And then there were years where it was like, is he going to retire? Is he not? And then he kept playing, and then they were close, and then it was, okay, he's a little too old. But I know there was still some curiosity of, oh, man, what what is going to happen with Breeze gone? And what is Sean Payton going to do without Breeze? Even though he had some nice wins with Bridgewater and, you know, with <clears> – <throat> With, with Taysom Hill last year, whatever, it was just like this idea of what happens after Breeze. And in a season where they had more things go wrong than, than, than arguably ever, I mean, most starters ever in NFL history, and they did that in 15 games, not 17, and all the other stuff we can go through in COVID and four different starting quarterbacks and three starting four more games and yada, yada, yada. The fact that they were 9-8, and eight, it, it, was, it was almost like this reminder or – or maybe it was just an answer to a question some Saints fans had of, man, Saints are still going to be relevant because of Sean Payton. Look what he just did. Imagine if he gets this. Imagine if he gets that. Like They, they, yep. they just were that close to the playoffs with all of that. Like They're going to be okay post-true, right? And whether fans claim that they believe that always, I, I, don't, I, I don't believe them. I think any fan had to wonder what's going to happen when Breeze retires. And this year answered that question, to me anyway. And so only having a year of it, and now with Peyton gone, it who knows? Like, honestly, who knows? Because you could promote from within. You could go hire some trendy coordinator. You just don't know, right? In, in the words of, of our friend Jim, 86-year-old Coach Jim Mora, you just don't know and you never will. Like, uh, oh, they're close. They're going to run it back. Do all this. Do all that. All good. I'm not even saying it's the wrong move. I'm just saying you just don't know. And and I think a lot of you know quarterbacks, people around the league. I think that's how a lot of folks are going to look at the Saints next year. They've got some good talent at certain spots. I know that they've got good leadership. They got good ownership. But they don't have Sean Payton anymore, Ralph. And, and no matter how much fans will be like, tell me, oh, it's going to be fine. They're going to be really good. They're going to win the South next year. I'm going to I'm going to take a wait and see approach to this. Well, the only thing, the only my only rebuttal to that is the NFC is potentially going to be a quarterback wasteland if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, if Russell Wilson gets traded to the AFC from Seattle. 
you could have the NFC being a quarterback wasteland. And within that quarterback wasteland, the most poverty of all the divisions is now the NFC South. So the Saints are actually in the perfect spot. If you had to draw it up any better of, we're going to lose Drew, we're going to lose Sean, where do you want to be? I want to be in the worst division in football. And Scott, don't freaking kid yourself. Tampa, Tom Brady's going to retire. Look at the list of unrestricted free agents Tampa has. It is long. And here's the thing. Tampa, they did, quote-unquote, Loomis math, where they pushed a bunch of cap stuff around, but they had never done that before. Like, that's not how they operate. My theory is, and I may be proven wrong, but we'll see. I think Tampa, the ownership was like, cool, we'll do Loomis math for Tom. And we did it. We won a Super Bowl. We almost won another. But that thing's over. We're hitting a hard reset. And I think if Tom Brady retires, which is everybody says he – he says he is. I think Arians might leave. I think they might do a total reset. So Tampa, they'll be a trash pile. Carolina with the rule, they're already a trash pile. Atlanta, they were set. They won seven games, but they were uh, they won seven one score games. So they're like their record is it is actually better than what they are. So I think the South is going to be a trash heap. So it's a perfect setup for the Saints. Now, they have a lot of work. And they have a lot of stuff to do. But as far as, like, where you want to be going forward, the Saints are in the perfect spot. ESPN Lafayette. I mean, you're not wrong about the South. I just I want to see, I want to see what the next coach does and what, or rather, who is going to be the next coach? Are you with me? The obvious choice seems to be Dennis Allen, even though they're taking their time, even though they're talking to, you know, Aaron Glenn this week, and you know, others, and and Doug Peterson reportedly interviewed for the job, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do their due diligence, right? They're gonna talk to these guys, but uh-huh. it for me, uh, Brian Flores as well. Sorry, let me throw him in there. You know, for me, it just all signs seem to be pointing to Dennis Allen, who was not good in his stint in Oakland, no doubt about it. Of course, the later Al Davis years, no one was, to be fair, but it's reality. I'm just, I mean, what was he, 828? It wasn't good. Um, what, where's this going? Who's the next head coach of the Saints and why? I think it's Dennis Allen. And one thing about the Raiders, they pour it down to the studs, and one of the years he had Terrell Pryor in the corpse of Darren McFadden at running back. So, like... That was an unwinnable situation. Like, like the Raiders, people don't realize this. They were, they're like, until they got to Vegas, like even in Oakland, like they were a cash poor organization. So like when Al Davis did all those moves and they had all those salary cap problems, like Mark Davis, when he got ownership of the team, he couldn't do the Gail Benson. I'll just cut, I'll just cut $80 million of signing bonus checks to, to finagle this cap situation. Like the Raiders couldn't do it. So Reggie McKenzie came in there and nuked that roster. So Dennis Allen was in a no-win situation. So that aside, but I think it's going to be him. And here's why, Scott. I just think the Saints, they look at it and they're like, we have 16 years of success, 15 years of Peyton as a coach, the one year suspended. And they look at it and they think, listen, we've earned the right to try to bet on our culture and promote from within and see if it works. And if it doesn't, in two, three years, whatever, they'll fire Dennis Allen and they'll bring somebody in from the outside and they'll, re- they'll be like, we have to redo everything. We have to change the culture. But I think they're going to give Dennis Allen a shot. And 
try to succeed as to what it is. The interesting thing that I want to see if Dennis Allen becomes the head coach is I want him to show us that he's not just trying to continue the Sean Payton era without Sean Payton. I want to see him make some changes on the coaching staff and be like, I'm Dennis Allen. I'm the coach of the Saints. I'm shaking things up a little bit. And to show us, hey, he's, he's going to do things a little bit different from Sean. And that's my main thing with him. I want, to, I want to see him. Maybe he goes a different route on OC. Maybe he changes some offensive coaches. Maybe he changes some defensive coaches. We'll see. Um, but I think, I think it can succeed. But, but, Scott, the problem is with the Saints is their offense last year. Like, I know Sean Payne's a genius and all. But it was horrible. Like, if you look at any measurable stat, like their offense was bad last year. The only thing they did well was not turn the ball over. Um, so they have a lot. Like, Mickey Loomis alluded to it last week in his press conference. They have a lot of work to get done. Um, and my, my biggest question is, like, Sean Payton drove the bus. We knew that, like, there's a perception outside the national media that like Sean Payton didn't, didn't have a lot of personnel control. He didn't want it. That's totally untrue. You know that Sean Payton drove the bus on everything. Full autonomy. Did. That's what he loved. It's why, you know, everyone keeps saying yeah. he'll end up in Dallas at some point, I guess so, but he's not, he, he knows he's never going to be running the show there either. At the end of the day, it's still Jerry. Yeah, just, Sean Payton just didn't care that the outside world what they knew or didn't know of how much power he had. He was the opposite of Bill O'Brien with the Texans, where like Bill O'Brien accumulated all the power with the Texans, and he wanted every freaking person in the world to know it because he had head coach and like three other titles. Sean Payton was just like, I'm the head coach of the Saints, and we're doing it together, and it's it's a co- collaboration, and maybe that's true. But in the end, like Sean Payton was making the decision. If he was still here, he'd be making the decision on quarterback. He'd be, you know, and I. the thing is for the Saints is, Someone has to fill that power vacuum and make the decision. Yeah. And right yeah. now, it's a giant question of who's it going to be because I don't think Dennis Allen will get the full control of it. They're going to make him a coach, but he's not going to get a full roster and the quarterback decision. So to me, that's the most fascinating thing with the Saints. And it, it, it's, it's scary because somebody's got to be in charge. Like You can talk about collaboration all you want. But at the end of the day, somebody's going to make the call. So to me, that's the question. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Ralph Malbro, our guest. Final thing, Ralph, the Super Bowl. I know we're uh, a ways away here, but week from Sunday, Bengals, Rams, and uh, two contrasting teams, two contrasting styles, two very different ownership groups. You got Stan Kroenke, who uh, allegedly maybe was – you know, building a stadium in L.A. before you even got a team there, and the league settled with the city of St. Louis for $790 million. He's worth billions. He paid a bunch of money to leave. He had money and then married into the Walton family, who owns Walmart. And then you got Mike Brown, who, uh, you know, it was – he inherited it. You know, they he, he doesn't – People for gate charges, he, players for Gatorade. I mean, the, the <laughs> cheapest owner in the NFL by a mile. They don't even have an – he's been promising an indoor facility for years. They still don't have it. Like, they cross the they street. They have, like, three scouts. They, 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 like they cross the scouts. street to go practice outside. It's Friday. They'll probably <laughs> practice. The low, on, the, the low this Friday in Cincinnati is one degree. I, I, I joked yesterday, I'm like, he's he's trying to figure out how he can shuttle a few buses to L.A. because he don't want to pay for the flights. I mean, if you think he's going to change, no, he was never going to change. And now they're in the Super Bowl. Whatever. I mean, one of them is going to win. One of them is going to lose. 
Um, two very different teams, but boy, I mean, we, I, I talked a lot about it yesterday. It's been the, the first round, blah. Uh, the divisional round and championship round, just incredible football. Are we going to get one more great NFL game this season, or is the Super Bowl going to be a dud? I think it's going to be a great game. And this Super Bowl, to me, and I forgot who said it on Twitter. This is not my original thought, but I loved it. Is He said, this is the bleep you, I'm a legend forever game, whichever quarterback wins, right? If Matthew Stafford wins, he's probably going to Canton. Like, and well, as mediocre is, as I wins. think his career, yeah. as, as mediocre as his career has been, like, he wins, he's probably going to Canton. If Joe Burrow wins a Super Bowl for Cincinnati. I mean, to me, that goes on, like, the Mount Rushmore of, like, unbelievable football accomplishments in the history of the NFL. Like, it would be. So, it, to me, like, you have so much incredible weight riding on this game. I think the game's going to be good. Like, I, I, I think, like, Cincinnati, their offensive line, it, it can't hold up. But, like, Joe Burrow has this weird ability to, like, no matter how much he gets pounded, like it doesn't affect them. Like, and he's just incredible. The one thing though with Cincinnati is I really worry about like Zach Taylor is a McVeigh disciple. I wonder if McVeigh is like that dude can't even run my offense at a high level. So I know what he's going to do and I'm going to crush him. Kind of like, um, kind of like Gruden did to yeah, the Raiders. Remember when the Raiders and Tampa? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I do worry about that a little bit, but I think it's I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really really uh, fun fun Super Bowl, um, and I'm rooting against the Rams because I just I just, I oh, hate yeah. the I hate the Rams I hate Cronky I hate the no call I hate it all they're playing in their own stadium uh, I just want them I just want them to lose so so uh, I think it's I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really fun Super Bowl maybe I'll be maybe I'll prove them wrong it'll be a route but I think it's gonna be a, a, a fun, incredible Super Bowl. They, they've given us so such great drama the last two weekends, man. I I hope, I hope that we got one more in the chamber because. Uh, and you're right. The the I mean, if Burrow were to win, he would be the first quarterback ever to win the Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. And he would do it in like a little over two calendar years. Like yeah. it's 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 incredible. I mean, he's just got that forever. A couple of running backs have done it. Reggie Bush, even though you know the Heisman acts like mm-hmm. he didn't, he won it. And, and Marcus Allen, but a quarterback's never done it, and yeah. he's got a chance to do that. And of course, Stafford, like you said, you know, I, I don't like the Rams either. But and and I think you agree with me on this. I said this yesterday. I'll always respect the team that goes all in. Like. You know what's better than having future cap space and, and draft assets is championships. It might not work, but I will never dog a team for trying it. And to go after Stafford and Odell and Von Miller and everything they've done and not have a first-round pick for, what, six years or something ridiculous, you go for it, man. And uh, I hope they don't get it, but I respect the fact that they're a team that just puts it all on the table and says, no, we're going all out. Yeah, it is interesting. The Rams have this culture where, like, they don't really have a hardcore fan base, so they just can operate however they want. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, the the Astros, ask me who they traded for Justin Verlander. I don't know, and I don't care because he got him a ring. Like, rings, like, championships are forever, and I respect the Rams that they did it like you, but I, I hate the fact that it might be them in their own stadium. 
Um, you know, the final thing for, for, the, for the Super Bowl is, to me, it's just amazing that Joe Burrow, he might get Ed Ogeron, our favorite Cajun Muppet, a title, and he might get Zach, Zach Taylor a Lombardi trophy. Like, like, that, to me, is just incredible. Oh, Zach Taylor like, could walk in a room and people would know who he is. Be like, who's that guy? Yeah, like... Like, nothing against like, them. I mean, great, great, not, again, nothing against them. I mean, it, credit to them. They're in the Super yeah. Bowl. But, like, you know, <laughs> of all the shit, you saw, like, 50 shots of Andy Reid, 50 shots of Kyle Shanahan, who looks like he belongs in a Rob Deerdeck MTV show. You see McVay all the time. They they don't show Zach Taylor a lot. It's like, wait, who's this guy? Oh, yeah, he's the head coach of the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and let's be real. He's probably coaching the Bengals this year because Mike Brown is too cheap to fire him. Like, any other team would have been like, you won how many games your first two years? Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Oh, I mean, you're, but but, but, but you, to you, there are some teams that – I don't know about any other team, but there are definitely some teams that would have fired him. You're right. Some teams would have been like, no, we're done. Brown would have been like, nah, you're going to be the coach here for at least 15 years. I mean, at Dude, least. He's, he's going to be the coach as long as he doesn't want to be paid in the top, like, 10 coaches. If, he, if he's cool, like, being the 11th. Oh, yeah. coach, he'll be the, he's going to be the coach of Cincinnati until, like, 2035. Ralph Malbro has been our guest at Saints Forecast on Twitter. Check out his columns, WWLTV.com. Of course, check out the Saints Happy Hour podcast. they got a big following here in Lafayette in the Acadiana area. And uh, I enjoy it. Occasionally, uh, Ralph breaks the glass when he needs a fill-in and calls me. But, uh, Ralph, man, I always appreciate the time, brother. Uh, have a great week, and we'll talk to you down the line. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Good stuff from Ralph. Before we go, someone uh, asked me yesterday, and I told him I'd do it today, wanted to hear the audio call. Bengals radio. Game-winning kick. Evan McPherson. So here you go. Kevin Huber have been Pro Bowl participants. Kevin McPherson could send him to the Super Bowl. Four years ago, he was a senior in high school in tiny Fort Payne, Alabama. Now the Bengals Super Bowl chances rest on his right foot. The kick is up. It is good! Coffin nails! Bam! 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 That is unbelievable. The Cincinnati Bengals from behind on the road unbelievable Dan it is no fluke (laughs) it is a fact the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56 sounds like a Midwest call doesn't it sounds like sounds like that Uh, that is WLWAM 700 in uh, Cincinnati and that was Dan Horde and Dave Lapham on the call kind of walked all over it a little bit just saying anyway hope you enjoyed that for the one that requested it up next louisiana rage occasion women's basketball coach gary broadhead and then jay walker in studio don't go anywhere this is the great scott show espn lafayette the best ticketed sports